Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Pit Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Glad you're along with us on this holiday show. You'll hear oh, some holiday music this week. We've also got some surprise artists that will be making their appearance on this very program. Scott Casper with you. To my left, as always, uh, Tony Wink is joining us. Uh, Roman Avila back in studio. P.J. Duran on his way into the studio. Tony, you have a very special guest to introduce. Yeah, I got a, a Jesse Guest in studio with me. It was kind of a surprise to me, actually, that he was in town, but he's originally a, a Winterset local boy. And... Uh, we got Jess Brayton on hold, and he was actually around when Brayton was an amateur racing in winter set. Oh, that's he was, cool. He was down there helping me out, and every once in a while, he, he's pretty sneaky about when he tells me he's in town because I always have find something for that I, that I need him to do uh, <laughs> at the track. So um, it's pretty cool. It's off season, off season right now, obviously. But uh, Jesse Guest, you uh, you can pull the microphone over there, you, um, and then you have to hit the on button there to talk. But you are in the military. Yes. I uh, work as a flight medic in the uh, Air Force. So you're here for some some uh, R&R. Triple, triple King's X secret stuff you can't talk about, I assume. Correct? You can go ahead and bend that right up to meet your mouth, if you would. Uh, no, just uh, down for a little uh, uh, rest and uh, time away. 10-4. R&R. R&R. That's what we call it. It's also called <laughs> research. all right uh, so we've got some great guests booked on the show we did have originally james the rocket rispoli uh james has suffered some type of an injury we're not going to get into it until we see the actual release from his team but uh, we'll rebook him after the holidays uh, because uh, next week and the week after we will have best of shows Maybe as a surprise to Jack, our executive producer, Jack DeLeon, we'll have a best of shows the next two next two weeks. And yes, then sir. after that, we'll be back, after, uh, back at it. Jeremy Martin is also inked the deal, by the way. Uh, but because of an injury that was not healing correctly, he will miss the 2019 season. Uh, in its entirety, we understand. Now, the injury was initially sustained in a crash at the Tennessee National earlier this year, but it wasn't healing correctly, so it's uh, back to the drawing board, as it were. We wish Jeremy Martin all the uh, success in the world and a quick and speedy, correct type of recovery. Tony? I'm uh, but no surprise because we've seen Chad Reed with the JGR thing, Weston Pike getting hurt. Uh, he did sign a contract here, so he's, he's – uh, once again, uh, on a team, factory-supported team, and he'll be on the line in 2019. Well, the good news is the same doc that did uh, uh, Ken Roxon's surgery out in, uh, what, in Vail, Colorado, is doing the same surgery, or excuse me, he's the same doc performing the surgery for Jeremy. So Jeremy's got hands. a long road to hoe there. Yeah. 
No, no doubt. All right, uh, Tony, uh, fill in our guests with uh, who's on the program before we go to a quick uh, news and brief and breaking news. Let's go for it. Yeah, Justin Brayton is going to be on. He's uh, just back from his world tour, which he pretty much won everything. So <laughs> uh, JB10 is, is a buddy of ours, obviously a local guy. We've had him on a bunch. Andy Debrino is going to be on. Debrino has a ton of stool, uh, cool stuff that he's done this year. He's a 2018 Roland Sands Design Super Hooligan National Champion, but he's a motocrosser, flat tracker, road racer. He's done a ton of stuff. We right. had him scheduled last week. We had a mix-up on the phone number, so he's on. Nick McFadden's going to be on, who's a very fast road racer. Um, he is. Uh, he raced the Super Sport class last year. And then uh, Max Gersten, who is a, an enduro cross guy who we've had on before, he's a good guest and a, a better rider. Um, by the way, this portion of our show brought to you by our friends only because they are our friends. Number one, I will tell you that Racer X, right now you can save a ton of money. Nine ninety eight dollars uh, uh, will get you a annual subscription and a free 2019 calendar. So that's pretty cool. Breaking news with Roman Avila. Roman, give me a couple hot spots. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, I don't know how many of our listeners probably know this, but uh, Stefan Everts was... Uh, <laughs> contracted malaria on a trip that he had and he was in critical condition in the in uh, Europe and uh, now he's uh, been released and is in good health again but uh, it was pretty scary for a little while um, other than that there's not a ton of breaking news right now you guys already covered the Jeremy Martin thing uh, and Chad Reed those were well we really didn't touch on Chad Reed well no the, so Chad's been with the team for uh, quite a while now testing and he obviously raced the last national uh, for Weston uh, but then he raced this off season raced in Australia raced in New Zealand uh, where he actually won and beat Brayton um, but um, it's going to be just, like that is it just last names between you and JB well no I wish it would be <laughs> that'd be sweet but yeah maybe Tony and, and Justin but uh, yeah uh, the writing was on the wall, though. With Weston getting hurt in Paris, this was just, I mean, it was going to happen. HEP Motorsports uh, Suzuki has also announced that they've added Kyle Chisholm uh, for 2019. We'll get into that perhaps in the open segment a little later on in the program. Glad you're with us. Uh, our producers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, Chris Bishop, and Tommy Boy Halverson contributing to the very program. We go to our very first guest, and uh, this is our last live show of the year, so it's only appropriate that we have the guy who has the the – uh, the position of being the most tenured individual of any guest on this program. Uh, he's been out now 97 times. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, so he does uh, come back to us. JB, Justin Brayton. Justin, how are you? 97 times. 97. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, all I got is a pair of shoes. Hey, I so know, there it is. Right? <laughs> hey, At least you he got the shoes. You, I did, <laughs> yeah. And they're still white. Thank you. Um Let's talk a bit about your world tour because, uh, you know, I, I, I was just so grateful that you not only went to Australia, you, you did well in Australia. And uh, I think silencing perhaps some of those guys that are on the fence between being a critic and being a fan. Dominated. We, yeah, we've been fans for a long time. We're no Johnny come lately when it comes to Justin Brayton. But um, how are you making the plans to and, and for what events and races that you will be attending around, uh, well, around the world? Yeah, so this year was, was was really busy. Obviously, from January to May, 
I raced the Supercross here in the States and then uh, took the summer off, came back home to winter set and, and uh, did our fun race that, that we do back there, which was fun with, with Tony and, and the crew. And um, and then, yeah, I go to Australia. I get to take the family from September to uh, middle to end of November and uh, do their five race series over there, which uh, I was able to win for the third time in a row this year. I won three out of the five races and then uh, – yeah, then, then it was it just it was on from there the the following weekend. So I raced Sydney one weekend, Australia. The very next weekend I was in Paris, France. The very next weekend after that I was in Auckland, New Zealand, and the very next weekend after that I was in Geneva, Switzerland. What's that? I mean, I had one what what kind of off. Jeremy? What, what? And then I was in Italy last weekend. So well, that, it's been wide open. Yeah, that makes it even worse. What, what uh, when it comes time for jet lag and and trying to keep your body on somewhat of a normal clock? What's that like for you? Uh, it's pretty tough. I mean, you for me being somewhat of a veteran, I I'm good at I guess planning my flights and planning the timing of stuff. So I try and book night flights where you can sleep a little bit and you hopefully land in the morning and. And, um, it's really tough though. When you're doing that, those time zones, it's just like sleep when you need to sleep. And, uh, when it's time to race, you line up on the gate and do the best you can. And, um, but I will say it, it really wasn't that bad on paper. It looks terrible. <laughs> it looks frightening. It, it, uh, seems like you wouldn't sleep at all, but man, I, I slept really good on the airplanes, which I know I don't normally. Um, and, yeah, thankfully it, it was it was really good. I was able to win several of those races uh, uh, there for a while. I our Australia trip actually this year was a little rougher than normal. I, I was um, well, actually we, the day we landed, my wife got pneumonia, and then I got it about uh, three or four weeks later, and and um, then throw in the flu and a couple head colds, and then uh, about with uh, bronchitis to finish our trip. It was. It was pretty tough. So there was a couple races in there where literally it was just survival. And uh, especially the last one in Australia and the one in New Zealand was just was pure survival. So, um, yeah, thankfully got through it, got some race wins, and I finished off strong with a win in Switzerland and a win in Italy uh, this past weekend. So feeling good. I saw a couple uh, couple pics from Duff of you uh – falling asleep pretty quick on a plane <laughs> not too long ago thanks Steph. yeah yeah he's like yeah i'll take as much sleep as i can get on airplane <laughs> you remember uh, when ambien yeah. everybody thought it was going to be the miracle drug for people who would go coast to coast and suffer greatly from from uh sleep deprivation and, and the time change remember when that happened we all found out what ambien was all about right? <laughs> do they still prescribe that yeah that's oh. it was a prescribed yeah. do they still use it though you know, I think they do, which is oh, weird. That's you know? crazy. Because the that one stuff thing is that, scary. it says right on the label, but when have you ever known me to follow directions? Do not <laughs> mix with alcohol. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> There's a picture of me laying out very comfortably in front of the fire. So, Brayden, uh, <laughs> we were watching, uh, we went and rode a track in Missouri this weekend. It was really warm here. Yeah. And uh, I got my Sprinter van all fixed up. It's got a 32-inch big uh, TV in it. And so it's hooked up to the internet, and we're we're going down the road, and I think we watched Italy. Yeah, I'm going I, down. Yeah, I put up the Torino highlights. Yeah, and it's funny that track though. It's arena funny. Cross. To, it was arena cross style track. There, I don't even know how they call it supercross. It was like a practice track arena cross. It seemed really <laughs> narrow on TV. And it, it was pretty soft, wasn't it? 
Yeah, all of the above. You guys hit the nail on the head with everything you just said. Um, it was quite interesting. One of the most interesting tracks I've ever ridden. Uh, with the start, you kind of went around some jumps, and it was pretty confusing. But um, yeah, that's what I thought. How did how did you yeah. how do you memorize that track? Because it was like you couldn't run for the head head to head. That you could it seemed like you could only have two guys on what, it. Because yeah, what was your lap times? Um, I believe it was uh, high twenties. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it was <laughs> it was pretty short. That's um, quick. That, I love that. Like that's right up my my wheelhouse, and yeah. it was fun to have Steely there. He's a good good buddy of mine, and and that uh, we've ridden together for years. So it was fun to have some good battles with him. And well, and it's good uh, for him to get back into it after that injury that he incurred in Supercross, and kind of let him get his get that feeling back of yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. He did the one in Geneva as well, and. Um, yeah, he, he's coming back from a big injury, and good for him to get some gate drops before. You got a race with here in a couple of weeks with uh, Chad Reed, and, and uh, I know he, he maybe got a little lucky on that one when it was a mud race, whatever. But uh, um, but maybe not. I would never bet against Chad Reed, but I am surprised that he's he was the pick for JGRMX this year. Were, were you, or, or do you think that's a good fit? I mean, I know he's been riding a Suzuki, but. You know, he filled in and had a good ride there at the end of outdoors. But it, to me, it just seems like there's a lot of Dean Wilsons and those kind of guys out there that would be available. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You can never count Chad out. And especially as soon as you do count him out, it's like he wins a race or he, right. he, he just does something that you don't think he can do. And um, I feel like it's a pretty good fit. I mean, Anytime you can have a name like that, and I mean, it's a great marketing strategy from JGR side, right? I mean, he's sure. probably one of the most marketable guys you can have. He's got a great social media following. Uh, probably got the longest autograph line out of anyone at the races. And yep. And honestly, he can still get it done. The race in New Zealand, although I was under the weather and didn't feel like I could race at, at my highest level, he was he was riding good. I can't take anything away from him. It was muddy, but he's he's a good rider. He's Chad Reed. He's a Supercross champion. So um, people talk about age quite a bit, but you know I'm nipping at his heels only only two years, yeah, um, really a year and a half younger than him. And and I know how good I feel. So if he feels as good as as I do, or as, you know, for him anyway, he'll be good. You know, like we said, you can't count him out. So um, it's cool. They actually uh, just moved up here to North Carolina, not too far from us. So sure we'll spend some time together, him and his family and and my family. So, yeah, it'll be cool to have him around and, and um, always cool to have him at the races. So, Justin, from now on, you're, are you hanging out at club and you're riding there until A1, or what's your program like? Yeah, so I got back from Italy on uh, on Sunday. Uh, kind of rested a little bit yesterday. And, and then today I was back down at club. Tomorrow I'll be down at club. And then uh, my family will fly in here for for Christmas, so I, I won't be coming home this year with just all the traveling I've done. I basically said to my parents, like, "Hey, you guys want to come here this year?" Because <laughs> I've just been on an airplane so much. So, uh, yeah, so I'll enjoy some family time this weekend, and then um, I'll head out to Anaheim on January first. So I'll ride my race bike that week, kind of shake that down, and then and then we'll go racing. But pretty much every week I'll fly back and forth. I, I just like to to be home and in my environment with my family and, and, uh, sleep in my own 
bed during the week and then get to ride uh, Club MX, which I think is the best the best tracks in the world. So, um, yeah, I'll stick to my program that that I did last year and seem to work all right and hopefully build on it and uh, yeah and match what we did did last year maybe even better at. And you're uh, you're so you're back with the or still with the the uh, Smart Top Moto Concepts team, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, everything's going to stay the same from team bike uh, gear. Everything is is uh, is just like last year. And so, um, Justin, when you when you go out to California and you do the shakedown on the race bike and, and you go out and ride, do you use the Honda test track or do you have to go to uh, some of the other tracks that are available in Southern California? No, I'm pretty fortunate to be able to ride the the Honda test track. Those guys have been awesome to me, and and um, so yeah, I'll, I'll go out there ride the Honda test track two days, and then we'll have press day on on Friday, which is a lot of a lot of media and and uh, interviews and stuff, which will be cool. And then race Anaheim, and then I'll fly back to Charlotte on Sunday. And but yeah, whenever I'm out there, I pretty much always always ride the Honda track, unless we want to try somewhere different, just to test some different settings or. Or whatever we want to try, we might try a different track, but um, most of the time it's the Honda track. Who would be your mechanic this year? Uh, Aaron Rosek. So he worked for Weimer last year, and uh, he's worked for me at a at a couple of the overseas races. And then Duff will be my my practice mechanic, and and then if we if I decide to go back to Australia and do all that again, Duff will be my my race mechanic. So sure. kind of back and forth. It's it's actually awesome to still have Duff involved and. And, uh, but yeah, Aaron Mozart will be my race mechanic for, uh, American Supercross. Is, uh, is Duff going to be involved with the new, uh, Club MX Traders racing outfit at all? Do you know? Yeah, I think they're working on it. Um, I know McAdoo really wants him to work for him. Right. It would be awesome. We kind of got the Iowa triangle. Yeah, going and exactly. It was really cool to have McAdoo. And he won. Uh, he, he came to Australia and won and then. Yeah. He went to Paris as well and in Geneva. So he got second in Paris and then he won Prince won and you were Geneva. king. So, and speak yeah, of, speak king. about it's that. A, now you're Mr. Five Time King in yeah, Geneva. It was awesome to go to yeah, so in Geneva, Switzerland, uh was able to win that supercross, which is it's either the oldest or second oldest or longest running supercross in the world. And um so yeah, I'm the winningest rider of all time with, with five wins there and um, it's actually pretty crazy. I was looking at some stats the other day. Um, uh, the Supercross here has a stat sheet on, on me. And, and then I was just reminiscing on old times and it just seems like I'm getting started. It's so weird, but I've raced so much and had so many starts and just thinking about some of the wins I've had around the world and thinking about, I mean, the list of guys that I've kind of joined with, uh, with here in the States and, and worldwide, it's pretty crazy to, to really sit back and, and think about what I've been able to achieve. And because sometimes when you're in it, you don't really get to enjoy it that much, but I will say the past couple of years of my career, I've really kind of sat back and really taken it all in and enjoyed every moment. And, um, and I think that's why I've had more success is you just really take every day as it comes and, and enjoy the moments and, um, so yeah, it's been pretty neat. So yeah, to be able to do that is um pretty special. And the list of guys that have raced there and raced there multiple times, it's pretty neat to to see my name next to some of my heroes. We were talking you you and I were talking oh man, 2 3 years ago. 
and uh, on the phone, I remember I was sitting in my truck and you were, you were asking me, how long should I keep going? You think? And I was like, I don't know. You, you only, you can answer that. And you've accomplished so much since we had that conversation. It's incredible to me that, that you can, how do you do that, Justin? How have you, how have you considered, how have you continued to improve? And I think, and, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me like you've, you have, you've refined your craft more in the last three years than you had for several seasons. Yeah, I think there's a, a few things, but the biggest thing for me is just how much I enjoy it. Like there's nothing else. I told my wife, it's been a few weeks ago, but if I could pick anything to do tomorrow morning, I mean, exclude hanging out with some family and, and those types of things. But if I could do anything, I would want to go ride my motorcycle and, and seriously over any vacation over any, yeah, it's just something that I love so much. And, um, and I think when you get older, you appreciate things more. And then I really think going supercross only has let me, let me have some, have some downtime during the summer and, and enjoy my family and, and get to be a dad and get to be a husband and, and, um, get to be a friend because there's during the season, you don't really get to do those things. I know it sounds crazy, but it's just 24 seven race, race, race. And you're constantly trying to work on your craft and work on your mental strength and work on your fitness. And, and that's what I've done my whole life. And I think the past three years, I've really got to take a, a back seat and think, all right, how can I get better next year? And, and ever since we've had those talks, you know, about when should I be done? I just, there's something inside that it hasn't even crossed my mind. And people have asked even lately, and you're 34, how, how many more years you got in you? I'm like, well, until the young guys start beating me, <laughs> does it really matter? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, I, I just love it. Every day I wake up, I love going riding and I feel like I really, um, study the, the sport and study how people ride. And I've been able to evolve my, my riding technique and things with, with the times. And my bike is great. I mean, the new Honda is awesome. Um, so yeah, I think there's several different things, but the main thing I always go back to is this is exactly what I want to be doing. There's, there's nothing else that I would pick over, over riding. And thankfully I get to do it at the very highest level and having a season like I did this past year in, in 2018, even the whole year from, from the start at Anaheim one, I mean, just everything was, was, was so good. And, and to be the age I am and to be the oldest rider in history to, to have won a supercross and have my name on that list now and then to be three-time Australian champion and break the record um several records at Daytona that night that when I was able to win and then to break the record in Geneva and, um it, it's pretty crazy it really is but I don't think I'm done at all I I seriously think this year I'll break that record again I there's I mean I just feel like I have more wins in me and I've always said once I get that first one you know then then it's on and uh I really do. I feel like I'm the best I've ever been, and um, yeah, we'll see. But that, that's that's how I feel. With that win, by the way, Tony, I don't know if, and we are running up against the clock. But with that win, uh, being the oldest guy, he automatically qualified for AARP membership, which is nice. <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, free I, the free magazine, discounted insurance. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think what you, what we need to do is is make the tracks half as wide, mm -hmm. 
and put like some over unders on it with without the tabletop, just like you have to, and big ones. So you have to really see bounce out of the corner, and make it, or you're you're like crisscrossing traffic or something, just something that everybody else will freak out about because you'd be it'd just be something. It, if it would just take everybody out of their element, you would win all of the races. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time. Jeff Schultz had a good one he wrote on my social media the other day that we just need to bring in an announcer that doesn't speak English. <laughs> it seems like I went all over the world. Pretty much described my, my career, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you've you definitely made a, a good career out of that, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like your career, Scott. Yeah, Scott. I know. It's, 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 <laughs> hey, the great thing is they pay me in cash, so what do I care? Yeah. Justin Brayton has been our guest. Justin, it is the holiday time. And, of course, the news came out today that Penny Marshall, one of the stars of uh, the hit motion picture, uh, A League of Their Own, if you recall, Penny Marshall dead at the age of 71 due to complications from diabetes. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of her hit television show, Laverne and Shirley, but so many people, this is right before cable got big and uh, started being pervasive in people's homes. But uh, were you a fan of Penny Marshall's or the TV show or the movie? Uh, man, I think that's a little before my time, I feel. But uh, to be honest, I, I'm like... I know, you're still shocked. Really, uh, <laughs> you're still shocked. Yeah, I am. All right, well, let's, t- let's take you back. I'm not per- much of a TV guy, so... I'm not either. Um, yes, you are. <laughs> I, am I? Okay, just be yeah. watching it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, what happened on this date in history uh, on the 17th? Do you want to go for a, a click there, Tony Wink? You want to take a stab at what happened on the December t- uh, 17th? Uh, in regards to what? History, history, baby. Um, James Stewart was involved. Today is the 18th. My sister was born. Mm-hmm. James Stewart, um, no clue. James Stewart was banned oh. from racing, if you recall, due to uh, they found what some kind of a – uh adderall adderall that was it so you know obviously um as he's back racing again or at least when he wants to but uh it was or not uh, at all yeah it's that's it's, not gonna happen yeah. but and that was article 10. i don't know i think he's he coming back i have i've have, i have really good sources that say that that uh no. um james shore is going to be on the line mm. uh the second tuesday of next week for and, the Supercross. And, and i understand he's going to be racing <laughs> along with the chad reed team uh, He's so going to be on 125, mm-hmm. KX125, pink go. gear. Yep. All right, uh, awesome. Justin, who do you want to say a shout-out to when it comes to uh, the holiday uh, message that you want to leave us with? Yeah, of course, always my my friends and family back home in Iowa. I miss, uh, miss being back there, and, and uh, all my, my fans, I appreciate all the support uh, from the great state of Iowa. And, uh, yeah, I hope to see you guys this summer in May. Sounds good, buddy. Congratulations on an outstanding tour, and uh, best of luck to you in this season, okay? Awesome. Thank you. All right. Turn it up, Jack. That's what I'm talking about. Do want to wish you and yours a very happy holiday, no matter what a religion. doesn't matter. It's Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and all of that. The new year coming up, January 1. We'll turn the page. We hope you'll join us as well when we make that big step in the calendar year 2019. P.J. Duran has made his presence felt here in studio. And, of course, Roman Avila here, Scott Casper, Tony Wink, and our very special in-studio guests as well. Eddie Camp along the way. Jack and Leanne DeLeon producing both radio and Internet. Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson contributing. We head to the second half of hour number one on the other side of the break. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. 
Chris Carr, multi-year flat track racer, former World Land Speed record holder. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v-rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v-rubber Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-to-ride performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Hello again, everybody. It's Scott Casper for Jack Daly on Construction. You've got projects that need to be done. Basement, refinish, kitchen, bathrooms. How about this? Need more room? Call Jack Daly on Construction. They've been serving Iowa for nearly 70 years. Right now, you can finish your basement before April 30th. Spend at least $25,000. I'm going to get you a 55-inch flat-screen TV. Call Jack Daly on Construction Incorporated. Serving Iowa since 1946. Call them. 321 321- 5225 is Jack De Leon Construction. Hi, this is Dean Wilson, number 15. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Welcome back to the show. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. I want to give a big shout out to. Uh, Weisco Performance Products with uh, what do they sell? They sell pistons. What else? You better start you. acting like you know, buddy. Uh, How about a full well, line of forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and more for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine, and automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, you can visit Weisco.com and a lot of exciting stuff. The uh, race winning brands is the parent company that's that's purchased Weisco. It's all the same players building the products and that kind of thing, but they're, they are now, uh, Race Winner Brands now owns 
Recluse, uh, CV Products, um, Pro X. There's a bunch of stuff, and I don't know how much of it I can, I can even talk about, but I, it's uh, they're really on the gas. So it was pretty cool. I had a, I had a call today with them, and a lot of lot of good changes going on. Um, all right, so uh, we've been trying to connect with Andy Debrino for a, f- a couple of weeks, but we apparently have had the wrong number. But uh, he is going to join us now. He's a 2018 RSD Super Hooligan National Champion. and um, 2017 as well, let's not forget. Yep, yep. And uh, a very talented overall motorcycle racer and rider. He joins us now. Andy Debrino, how are you? Good, good. Good to be on the show and get connected with you guys finally. Well, it's about time. Where you been? Uh, I've, I've been here. <laughs> I've just been waiting for the phone to ring, but the- uh, yeah. So every week you're on the you're on the script and and Andy we I we call Jack calls I text hey we're ready for your interview again and uh, finally I got a response from the guy and he said this is not Andy please lose my number never call me again <laughs> so <laughs> but here we are um, congratulations on your success in the uh, Super Hooligan talk about that thank you yeah uh, it's been a pretty good last couple years uh, just kind of was into super hooligan racing a little bit before that series started uh a friend of mine tor drake who owns cc motorcycles and coffee he had a bike and uh when that series started he was just like hey go race this thing and went and chased down the whole series and got the win and it was a really big kind of career change for me because i was focusing on moto america leading up to that but uh you know having done the first couple rounds and leading that championship back in 2017 i decided that i needed to focus on that and obviously with the the indian motorcycle up for grab you know that's a big deal and they paid pretty well too so you know if you could consistently get on that podium you could make some decent money but uh yeah and then we had a really good year this year just kind of built off what i learned last year because last year was my first year kind of doing flat track full-time um yeah, just kind of put put together all the things I learned from last year and built on that this year, and had a had an awesome season. Andy, you are uh, unique in that you're one of the few flat trackers we talked to who kind of set aside the road racing. We we see it all the time. Flat trackers who go road racing. Uh, are you have you have you put it to bed your road racing dreams? Or are you still doing? Uh, uh, any club level stuff or select AMA or Moto America events as it were? Yeah, I'm, I'm still, uh, still into road racing this last year. I, uh, I went to road America and Sonoma for Moto America rounds and I scored a, a third place at road America. Wow. Uh, my first race out. And then I was battling for second, uh, pretty much until the last lap at Sonoma and I finished fourth. It was a, a pretty good race there. So yeah, I'm still involved in, uh, the last time I swung a leg over my bike was at my home track, Portland International Raceway, and I broke the track record that stood for four years there. Yeah, so, so you can still go road racing. That's not going to be a problem. Uh, you, you were running Super Sports Series, I presume? Um, I was running Stock 1000. Stock 1000. Uh, yep, so that was my first time running uh, something other than the 600 in that, that series because I was a Super Stock 600 racer, and... Uh, through 2017 and uh don't have any 600s anymore but uh so i'm just down to one road race bike but uh for sure gonna you know hit a few rounds next year for fun and i'll, I'll be gunning for wins there and uh 
you know, as far as club stuff, we'll see. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out right now whether I want to move, move some money around and try to upgrade my bike because uh, my, my Yamaha R1, it's, it's a 2016, so I wasn't eligible for contingency this year. So some of the other manufacturers pay some pretty good money. So, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with my bike. I love it. But, uh, you know, I'm not, not collecting any money out there, and there's some good money that these manufacturers are putting out. So we'll see. But uh, no, no plans for next year whatsoever. Uh, I've been trying to kind of figure that out um, as far as what road racing and flat truck stuff's going to look like. But uh, I, I would say I still have some aspirations with the road racing stuff. I mean, I, I definitely want to get a national win. And, uh, you know, depending how that stock 1000 series goes with Moto America, you know, there's a chance I'd maybe make a run at that championship. That'd be one heck of a race. No, do, they, do the conflicts... Do the do the schedules conflict, or, or could you do yeah, both? There's, there's schedule conflicts. Uh, in 2017, uh, when I was you know club racing at home uh, with the Oregon Motorcycle Road Racing Association, uh, there was one conflict with the Super Hooligan Series, and I was leading that championship up until that point where there was a conflict, and I had commitments to do the road racing stuff with a sponsor, so I had to miss the, the hooligan race, forfeit my points lead and uh but luckily i was at a deficit in the road racing championship and i i got the points lead in the road racing championship lost the points lead in the super hooligan series but it worked out to where that finale i was able to they win the championship and i also went on to win the road racing championship so it all worked out perfectly last year and uh but this last year there's just too many conflicts so i wasn't able to contend both championships i just had to focus on the super hooligan one Andy, we've talked to some other uh, super hooligan racers, and in fact, we have one in town. I've got his sticker on my fridge. The The man who came second to you, Jordan Babers, a local here. Um, so we see a, a fair bit of him. I see him out at the dealership I work at. He didn't give you the title. I mean, you're having to race to win this thing, right? Uh, you, you had it wrapped up a, a couple rounds early at least, right? Was it two or three rounds early? Yeah, the they didn't really want to say and it's funny because the series they you just never know what they're going to do i mean last year they they did a double points race out of nowhere um and then this year yeah we just we had no idea what was going on i just kind of prepared that i was going to have to be there every race down to the wire just because who knows what they're going to do and and yeah they it's working yeah. for them, right? You can, so I mean, they just surprise you. Hey, by the way, this is a double point. This is a triple points round. We're going to make it. This, <laughs> it's not over yet. By the way, the whole championship is, it depends on uh, who this gets second place today. So good luck. <laughs> like yeah, that, that was my worry with it. And that's also the hard part about planning anything is because that series tends to put out their schedule uh, like a week or two before the first round, which is usually February uh, here at my home track in Salem, Oregon. Well, at least it's close to you. It's better for you than probably everybody else in the country who's coming from the other side. Yeah, at least after the first year, everyone knew it was pretty much going to be at the first round. And they, they announced that the first round was going to be at Salem like two months ahead of time. But the rest of the schedule didn't follow until uh, basically the Salem round. And even then, there were some schedule changes. So it's really hard. It'd be really hard for me to commit to two different series again. I pretty much... If I've got to do the hooligan thing, I kind of have to just, you know, focus on that and whatever else I can do. If it works out, it works out, but it's been kind of hard just because it's a newer series and, 
you know, there, there's not a sanctioning body behind it running the show. I mean, these are guys that, you know, they're running a business full time. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just lucky to have the series for, for starters, but, uh, it's gotta be tough. Uh, it's gotta be tough lining all those different races up all over with different promoters. So I, I would think I would have to think so too. And, and, but it is a, I mean, a valid series and seems to be growing. Is that the sense that you're getting, uh, from the various rounds? I mean, they, first of all, you guys race all over the country, making it, a, I would say a true national series because you're going everywhere. Uh, does it feel like it's growing? I mean, was 18 bigger than 17 in your estimation? Uh, I would say, uh, for the most part, yes. I, you know, at my home race, it was bigger. Uh, you know, the competition has gotten better. Uh, more, you know, we've had, you know, more of the AFC guys coming out and trying it out. Uh, you know, the venues were pretty big. You know, Moto Beach this year was a lot bigger than Moto Beach last year. Uh the Moto Bay Classic was a, a really big addition in San Francisco with a great turnout. Sturgis was a hit. Uh, I'd say a lot of these races were big hits. Um, Costa Mesa was about the same. There's a few rounds that were about some of the same, and maybe one round was down from last year. But overall, uh, this year was there was a lot of growth. And uh, as far as the series goes, I think they grew. You know, as as far as you know, experience and how they put together their programs and the organization. Because the first year there was a ton of growing pains and it was, it was tough, but this year was a lot more, uh, I think this year ran a lot smoother and everybody kind of knew what to expect when they showed up to the race. We're uh, obviously in the middle of a conversation and uh, we will continue it on the other side of this. I just got off the phone with Alan, excuse me, with uh, not Alan, but uh, Roland Sands. And Roland's going to come on our first live show of 2019 and talk to us about the hooligan uh, class and the hooligan races and why he thinks it's been so gosh darn successful. And, um, you know, we happen to agree. We think it's fun uh, when Tony goes online to Craigslist and buys up every available motorcycle out there, whether it's a piece of junk or not, most of them are. Uh, but uh, it's it's interesting to to see what a, a you know kind of a goofy idea from somebody that we respect a great deal, Roland Sands. Um, you know, it's interesting to know that it's guys like that that are willing to take a chance to go outside the box. You agree with that, Andy? Yeah, I mean, it. He definitely took a different approach to it, and you know the the hooligan stuff. I mean, I the first time I rode a hooligan bike was twenty fifteen, and the the equipment from then to now is a lot different i mean the bikes are a lot more serious but uh i think it brings out a lot of people that you know normally wouldn't race and i think a lot of people are finding out that racing's fun and that they can do it right uh yeah you know maybe these people are a little bit different and a little a cut you know cut a little bit differently than some of the people who are just diehard racers that come from you know a different background but you know i think as a whole, it's helping motorcycling and, and, uh, it's just, uh, for sure a place in my career. I never thought I would be, I just never thought, you know, for starters, you know, years ago, I mean, I grew up as a motocrosser and got into supermoto and got into road racing. And, you know, I watched flat track like once or twice and I knew Harleys were into it, but getting me on a Harley would have been tough. So if you told me like five or six years ago, I'd be racing <laughs> Harleys mainly as a career, I would have probably laughed and said never. Right. But, uh, you know, for sure, like the hooligan stuff 
changed my perspective a lot um, as far as like, you know, brands I didn't think were cool before. Now I think they're cool. I mean, I think, you know, I wasn't interested in Harleys whatsoever, but, you know, the hooligan thing totally got me into Harleys. Exactly. As well as, well as Indians. So, you know, I think, I think it's a good thing. Um, and I'm happy to have it. You know, I like racing and uh, I'm, it doesn't really matter what I'm racing. I think it's all fun. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great deal. Uh, it's just, it's been pretty, pretty impressive to see the, uh, you know, the evolution of hooligan racing and where it's at now. Andy, it's always good to talk with you, brother. So glad we got uh, your correct phone number on this particular script. Next time we'll play that game again, I'm sure. And uh, now your number's going in in the in the cell phone, so uh, we'll have it most definitely here. Uh, who do you want to give a shout out uh, to? There's, a, I'm sure, a bunch of folks that make it possible for you to go racing, no matter the discipline. For sure. Uh, first and foremost, mom and dad, and then uh, uh, George Latest of Latest Motors Racing and Latest Motors Harley Davidson for you know supporting my hooligan program. Uh, my buddy Eric Thorn, EDR Performance, he helps out with all my road race stuff. And Belmont Tires, KTEC Convention, Super Light Sprocket, Maximo Racing Oils, ASG Invention, uh, and Fox Racing, Shift, Rockstar Energy, Vance uh, Time, Sabbath Speed. There's, there's a lot. I mean, I'd, have to pull I'd say you did a pretty good job right there, right out of the box. Good job out of you, Andy. Yeah, there's a few more, but uh, they all know who they are, and I appreciate them, and uh, thanks for having me on. It's always good to talk to you, but to next time, you know, we'll leave an open segment just so you can uh, name off the sponsors, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Merry Christmas, bud. Yep, you too. All right, this portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing. Their brand-new light hydrogen line was the first true lightweight racewear to the market and the original gear line to develop, uh, to define, rather, the minimalist lightweight category. When you're first, guess what you got to do? You got to stay on the gas. You got to twist that throttle wide open, baby. Fly continues to develop and improve this premium gear with the addition of the new BOA system. The revolutionary waist adjustment system offers fast on the fly micro adjustability with a, a truly dialed in fit. A simple turn of that uh, dial delivers in unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. And of course, you, you probably should get a. Uh, um, you know, the, the togs that are just a little bit big on you so you can really, truly enjoy that turn of the dial for that custom fit. If you would like more information, we encourage you to check out a dealer near you or look for Fly online at flyracing.com. Next up, we slide right into our next interview, a guy that we have a tremendous amount of res uh, respect for out of Southern California. He's a bit of a man of mystery. He's managed uh, several race teams over the years and, and, of course, now testing and writing for a various and major um, industry magazines. He joins us now, does the legendary one, Alan Brown. Alan, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. Thank you so much. It's kind of Christmas for me. I get to talk to you. I get to talk to Roland. I get to talk to Debrino. I, I would have loved to have had uh, James Raspoli on, but um, health reasons aside, we need to get him better. But uh, it's really one of those shows that you really hope to end the season with and the year, our broadcast year. But um, welcome back, man. It's been a while. Oh, thanks. Thanks. You know, uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, you're, you're talking about Roland Sands. I was... Uh, I just happened to be down at, at his uh, workshop probably about just over Thanksgiving. We had some friends come and visit, and uh, 
yeah, my friend was like, hey, I want to go down and check out his shop. And we went down there and uh, saw a whole lot of really nice stuff. And uh, he's got quite a few really cool bikes that you can uh, see. He lets you walk through the service department. That's and, cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty nice. And he's there working hands-on. That's By the sure. way, is it OSHA compliant? Uh, <laughs> Do you have to wear a hard hat? I don't even know. There was no hard hat. I didn't. Uh, I didn't feel like there was anything dangerous. So okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. They did have. They did have Pastrana's uh, bike there on display out uh, in the showroom, which was kind of cool. The one he did the, uh, the evil Knievel jump. Caesar's on. Palace and, jumps. Yeah, you're talking about that yeah. Indian, right? The Indian. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. Three inches or four inches of travel? Is that that's all? I mean, it was minimal compared to what he is normally used to on a dirt bike, and you know when he does tricks and jumps and whatnot. But yeah, uh, it was it was. Uh, I mean, it's 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 pretty cool. How about what Pastrana cool. and others have done for the good folks of um, of uh, Puerto Rico? I thought that was a very generous thing to do for for Travis and company to get down there and really dig in and help people raising money. By the way, and they raised a lot of it. But um, that's the type of thing, you know, you, you get surprised by a guy like Travis Pastrana, yeah? Yeah, he's, uh, I, it, I mean, I've seen a bunch of posts that they put up, and it looks like they're really following through on everything they promised to do, and uh, they raised some money, and I think they're down there having a good time and uh, trying to give back a little bit. Let's go to TW. Adam Levine, normally scheduled for this particular part of the program for Maroon 5. We'll go to Tony Wink instead. Tony? <laughs> Thanks, Scott. You're welcome. Um, Alan, you, uh, you and I are, are good buds, but we haven't spoken in, in a while. Uh, just texting back and forth a little bit, but I did see something, some sort of a post you're, you're, uh, from one of the magazines, and they were talking about you were sitting there on some bike, and you're getting ready to climb some hill, and I had to comment, I think he's scared of climbing hills, but... Um, I don't know if you saw that, but I, I got a kick out of it and they probably didn't understand what it was all about, but what is your job? What is your role now? You're, you're, I know you're doing some testing, uh, for some of the magazines or a magazine or, or something. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I've, um, I'm still doing some racing stuff with a Yamaha team in Canada, which is a lot of fun. Um, kind of a, a more relaxed, laid back schedule. So, uh, so for, for people that don't know, Alan, you, you've managed, you know, most notably to me would be Moto Triple X because that was your team. You ran it for a long time and you, you were integral in the Tylib team. You, uh, ran the star Yamaha team and I, I don't know what other ones, but you've, you're knee deep in motocross. And, and so you, uh, you really know what you're doing. So I, teams, so when you say you work with a team, what are you doing? Are you, are you managing or are you, are you helping develop bikes or what? I'm, I'm more, I'm mostly technical, technical stuff, engines, um, bike setup, working in, at the race on race day. Yeah. Um, the management's actually, uh, it's, it's owned by a good friend of mine that I grew up with racing. Um, uh, and, uh, he's, he's got actually a riding school up there. Um, they got a, they got a riding school program with Yamaha and, um, yeah, he's an ex racer also. And, and he's like, I want to have a race team. So he's got a race team and, uh, so, yeah, it's technical stuff, mostly uh, kind of nice. I don't have to worry about the bills and the money coming in and out. I just, uh, just you know, try and make get the riders happy and win some races. Tony, that sounds familiar. Uh, you're still pretty much ignoring the bills when they come in, or are you going ahead and paying them now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Eh? Uh, if the check is still in the mail, he wasn't lying. Has, has the court made a ruling yet? Or is that that still, the check's in the mail. That's a funny story. Uh, so uh, besides the, the race team stuff, you're, what are you doing with the magazines? 
Yeah, most recently I, I linked up with uh, with the guys at Dirt Rider magazine uh, a few years ago, and just you know I've, I've been riding. I tried to give myself more time to go ride dirt bikes because I mean that's what I grew up doing. And we all love doing it. I know you like riding, Tony. So um, and just doing doing some technical stories for them, and then doing some uh, on the bike stories, and it's it's quickly grown into really a lot of riding and, and just testing products and giving feedback. And, uh, you know, I think I'm a good, um, you know, I think I'm in, in a good demographic of guys who just like to ride their dirt bikes, you know, and I, I'll ride motocross, I'll ride enduro, I'll ride anywhere. I just like riding my dirt bike. So Here, here's why uh, I think you're relevant. A couple of reasons. One, you really know what you're talking about. You're a good rider, but you but as far as setup goes, you really know what's going on. You're a good rider. And, unfortunately the motorcycles are so expensive you're the age bracket that people can afford to buy them and yeah yeah, you know what i mean like 20 year olds i don't really care what a what a 100 pound 20 year old kid thinks about the new kx450f because he and i aren't the same we're not going to ride the same way or or anything whereas if you wrote something and, and granted i i know you so that would i'd put more stock into what you say than somebody else but you know what i mean it's like you're you are uh, you're a seasoned guy, and and so I think that I think it has a lot of a lot of merit for a guy having a guy like you involved with the magazine. Yeah, and I I mean when I do write write any stories or anything I do write, you know I, I try and write it in a way of, hey, is this a fun bike to ride? Um, you know, did did this product improve my enjoyment? You know, um, or and, and something I feel is a real big value nowadays is, is can I ride this bike at multiple different places? You know, whether it's a motocross track, whether it's, you know, a GNCC type event, or, you know, can I go out in the desert, you know, on it? And, um, you know, how versatile is it? You know, what, if I'm going to spend $10,000, I want to know I can ride this thing and enjoy it. Okay. So, yeah. It's, it's important. So, um, yeah. we, you and I were texting back and forth about that hill that, I was scared to go down. Um, <laughs> where was that hill? And tell tell our listeners about it because it was scary. Uh-huh. Alan's not afraid to ride a motorcycle on the side of a mountain. Just he is insane. So we we we've got some pretty big hills out here in Southern California, and uh, these uh, this I mean the the area that Tony's talking about in particular is is it legal to talk to ride there? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I, okay. I think there's a there's a there's a code a code of ethics where you don't maybe disclose the exact location. Uh, okay. But I mean, it's all over social media if people look for it. Um, but it's there's some pretty big hills and steep hills, and uh, I know we when we went out there, you had no problem cl- climbing them, but <laughs> you were like, I want to know which way to go down. I'm going to go around the other way. I'm uh, not exaggerating, you guys. It'd be like riding down the side of this building if it was if there was five of them stacked on each other. And it's like it's it was the stupidest thing. I had I had the rear brake locked up, I had the front brake locked up, and I was still gaining speed, and dragging <laughs> and dragging my left foot, crying like I'm gonna die. I'm, I'm dead. This is it. But there's sand, so you can just lean the bike over at any time. Really, if you're you know, you could just it's just it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy for you to uh, say. Yeah, I'm getting the impression from Tony. That's easy for you to it's say. It's not that. So bad. Every, everybody in the studio, Alan. If if I'm saying it's scary, nobody here is going to even attend. Yeah, it. I wouldn't I'd even look it. at it. I'd do it. Probably get vertigo. Besides Scott, yeah. Yeah. 
because you know I'm that kind of tough. He's that kind of tough. All right. Um, holidays coming up literally around the corner. What are your plans, Alan? Uh, well, I'm actually going to go visit my mom a little bit for a couple days. Um, we just got finished um, a whole lot of riding. You know, I've been I've ridden probably I, I rode eight of the last ten days. My my uh, my legs are a little tired, and we're going out to do a little bit more testing tomorrow, and then uh, yeah, maybe take it easy for a few days and recover, and um, and back at it after Christmas. Now, see, I I I can't talk to my mother. She keeps calling asking me for money for food and i'm just you know i'm just uh i've had it up to here i really have (laughs) i said you know come over and move the barbells i'll see what i can do i got some you know dent at the holidays what she expects she knows you've got to buy gifts for all those important people in your life (laughs) i tease i tease (laughs) Uh, Uh, thank you very much brother give our best to everybody in socal and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you in the new year uh it's great thanks for the call and uh have a good uh, holiday. There we go. Alan Brown heads to the pits. And, uh, you know, it's shows like this that are kind of evolve, okay? We had a perfectly f- a great show until people, Blake, uh, what did we say, Rispoli, was it a uh, collarbone or something? I heard he had bronchitis and I heard he had a broken femur. I don't know. Okay. Femur. I have no that idea. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. So uh, Justin Brayton joined joined us in hour number one, as did uh, Andy Debrino. Uh, we will attempt to get uh, James Riss fully booked when he's uh, completely able to do it, uh, not under medication or doctor's uh, care. I want to thank Alan Brown out of Southern California for joining us as well. Coming up, hour number two, Nick McFadden and Max Gersten. And uh, then we have uh, – Jack, did we add one more guest? And Could you open up your mic and help me out of this mire that I've – found myself in uh john leal john leal from v rubber sure uh, you know we're going to be talking about different kinds of compounds and things that uh, if, if there's been any, been any improvements in what's been available out there and uh, we hope you stick around and join us for hour number two it's been an absolutely uh, a joy to bring this program to you each and every year for tony wink roman avila pj duran eddie Kulenkamp, chris bishop tommy boy jack and leanne de leon i'm scott casper inviting you to join us for hour number two it's coming up next this is pit pass giddy up giddy up giddy up let's go let's look at the show we're riding in a wonderland of snow Yep, 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 it's grand, just holding your hand. We're gliding along with a song of a wintry fairyland. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy are we. We've snuggled close together like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or 
recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper in studio. Some great guys joining me as always. Tony Wink. Tony, uh, you didn't think this show would be on 14 years later once we, we started the program. It's had several different um, uh, generations of the program as it's evolved, but you know what? It's been a lot of fun. 15 years. Is it 15 now? We're going to go on. We started in the summer of 03. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm not good with math. Yeah. So. I'm not, I, I, was all, I was getting ready to get my calculator out, but I'm sure the folks at home can. Okay, yeah, 15. Is that what it yeah, is? That's, that's 15. All right. Uh, I want to thank our first-hour guests, including uh, uh, Andy Debrino, Justin Brayton, and Alan Brown. Do up this hour, uh, Matt Gersten, Nick McFadden, and John Leal from V-Rubber. Tony, you want to do the honors? Yeah. Um, the honors would be for Nick Mc, Nick McFadden. He is uh, um, a very fast road racer. We've had him on before. He took third last year in the Superstock 600 Championship with two wins and 10 total podiums. This year, uh, he finished fifth overall in the Moto America Super Sport class, and um, he uh, is uh, joining us now, Nick McFadden. Uh, sorry, you caught me off guard here. I was. Uh, yeah. Oh, and he just signed. I, what am I thinking? He just signed with Ridiculous. <laughs> so congrats on that, I guess. Yeah, we got nothing to talk about. Yeah, sorry. here we go. Good night. All right. <laughs> I was texting Alan, our last guest, when you said when you threw it to me. Well, let's let's start from the top. Um, first of all, how the deal, uh, uh, how did it present itself to you? Uh, how did it come about, in other words? And um, up to this point, were you without a ride for 2019? Uh, well, actually, I was in talks with the uh, M4 Suzuki again for next season, and but we didn't have anything put together in writing, and uh, I was. Uh, Actually, Kelly Reese, the team manager of Ridiculous, moved to Owensboro or just outside Owensboro at the end of the season. So I've been out there riding at his house. He built a turn track for us to train on. So, I mean, I was talking back and forth with him. But then uh, their first option was to go to with J.D. Beach, which uh, he ended up signing. And then 
I was sitting at a Cracker Barrel one Sunday morning with my buddies, and I got a call from Kelly, and I was like, it's kind of weird. So I uh, called him back as soon as I left, and he was like, hey, are you interested in riding for the team? And I said, yeah, I would be. And uh, he said, well, we're going to have an opening for a 600 for next year. And at that point, no one knew about J.D., and I didn't know about him either. And then the news came out that he was uh, leaving the team, and uh, they presented me with the – a good program for next year and um, glad to be a part of the team for 2019. Nick, that's, that's huge. Uh, Rick Diculis is just, they're on the gas. They uh, continue to, you know, every year the bikes are better, their finishes are better. And clearly uh, they mean business. They are, they're hiring guys like you and JD. They want to, they want to go out and win. Uh, So congrats on joining what looks to be a powerhouse of a team. Uh, what do you what do you got cooking in the off season? Until February, so I'll be around here. I actually just bought one of the old Bali Mini GP bikes, and uh, there's a cart track here in Owensboro that's going to let us ride those. So I'm ready to get that thing in and start doing some training on that. That's awesome. How yep. big's the cart track? Uh, it's not too big. I'd say it's like a 30-second lap time or something. But it's indoors? It'll, it'll make do. No, it's outdoors. Oh, okay. It's going to be a little cold for the first couple months here, but uh, the summertime, it'll be good for us. I was just sitting there thinking, man, you could just, hey, just leave the lights on. We'll lock up. You know what I mean? Just uh, Yeah, I'd say that's a bad idea. With- yeah, that's a real bad idea when racers are involved. <laughs> lock up. It's pretty much like letting them have uh, any kind I mean, of banquet at a hotel just, also. Yeah. Every hotel regrets every motorcycle banquet they've ever allowed. Uh, military as well. I, I've, I know that for a fact. Um, so... This all came about, and with everything that happened with with JD and how it was kind of a, a secret. Uh, I mean, how did that put put you? Did they, did you think that the, the deal was going to come about like that? Did it really throw you off? Or were you? Yeah, it, it actually really threw me off because I know, like, I train with JD every day here in Owensboro and stuff, and then like over the past year and stuff, just hearing him talk about the superbike ride, how bad he wanted it stuff and then uh there for a month or two after the season he didn't really have anything and uh, so he was gonna have to ride six hundreds again and i know that he really wanted to get on thousand but uh they took their time and weighed their options and they still didn't have a superbike seat open by the time he needed to sign for next season and so he took the ridiculous deal and uh to get that call completely caught me off guard because i wasn't expecting him to to move to the thousand at all that's it. It's going to be a dream team. Can't wait to see what comes for uh, you and the entire team this year, Nick. You have been. I mean, you're not. You're still what we would call a young man. Uh, how how old are you now, Nick? Yeah, I just turned 21 at the end of the summer. Wow. Yeah. So I've I've been seeing your name uh, from back in my own Wera racing days when I very unceremoniously was an amateur racer. You were on your way up. I saw your name on the on race grids and uh you were just killing it from uh from a, a crazy young age so seeing you uh come to where you are now but both you jake lewis heck for that matter Raspoli, there's a lot of guys who we've been watching you guys since uh, you were relatively young kids and it just seems like you've made huge 
huge strides. Uh, what's next for you? I mean, this we're not looking past 2019. This is a big deal. Uh, what, what are your aspirations uh, in the future of your racing? Because you are still at a really good age for it. Yeah, you know, I guess right now we you you guys see as I do that uh, European guys want to come over here. So I mean, even though the series isn't isn't what it was back in the early 2000s, it's still a a good series to be in right now. And my goal is just to win races and eventually get a championship. I started off in 2013 in AMA and had some good finishes, and then the second a year and the third year for me were a big struggle. And then I got, finally got things turned around. Uh, like you said, last year I got two wins and podium 10 out of the 14 races, I think. So last year was a really good year for me. And then uh, in 2018, I, I had a good year again as well as my first year in Super Sport. So I, I got to chase J.D. Uh, Hayden and my teammate Valentin around for for the whole season. And I think that helped me out quite a bit. And uh, I think this R6 is what I'm going to need to get to the next level and be up in the front every weekend. And that leads me right into my next line of questioning, by the way. Um, and you cannot claim the fifth. Okay. Uh, the Yamaha R6 does seem to be the weapon of choice in the super sport class. And for the last few years, though, you've been one of the few non Yamaha riders in the class. Uh, I know you recently rode uh, and raced uh, Suzuki. What was it, the GSX R600? But now that you've had some time on the R6 dedicated to it, what's your initial impressions of the bike? Have they changed based on uh, just what you've seen and what you've experienced as as opposed to now that you've been able to swing your leg over the seat? Yeah, it's, it's a really good bike. You can tell that Yamaha built the thing geared toward racing, that chassis and everything on it feels super tight and racy, and then, it also comes with some good features, traction control, auto blip. That's that's some stuff that I didn't didn't have on the Suzuki, so it's uh, taking some getting used to. But overall, the first impressions on the bike are great. It turns well. Got got a few extra options on there for me as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's definitely the weapon of choice right now. They're uh, improving every year on their on their uh, R6, and it's it's paying off for them. With uh, JD Beach off to the Superbike class, your oh, that's uh, right, I completely forgot about it. your your BFF um, Hayden Gillum kind of seems to be the odds-on pick to take the the Supersport title for next year. Who do you think is going to challenge him, and and do you put yourself in that group? Yeah, you know that's uh, a good question. We got some guys coming in from o- overseas. Uh, PJ Jacobson's coming in. He's going to be a a heavy hitter. Kel- I'm not sure Celtic and HSBK. That was big news this week. Yeah, that was a. That's going to be good for the series, though. He's been over there in World Super Sports, so we're going to see how our guys stack up against him. And uh, yeah, Hayden, he ran second for most of the year this season. So with JD leaving, he's obviously the title favorite. But I think uh, PJ Hayden, myself, I know there's a couple really fast guys there at the end of the season, Bryce Prince, Richie Escalante, Braden Ort, he's, uh, he's an up and comer as well. So I think there's a lot of guys that were from the third to sixth position this year that, uh, have the ability to take the next step and run in the front with those guys. So I'm hoping to see, uh, quite a few of us up there in the lead battle at a couple tracks i think there's a lot of promise in bryce prince uh, i really do let's go to pj duran pj next up well i was just gonna say it sure all of all those names you're saying 
Sure sounds like a lot of guys who live in Owensboro. There's apparently something <laughs> in the water down there. Because the one hmm. name you didn't add that's also in Owensboro, hmm. of course, being Mr. Jake Lewis. Oh, wow. You got, I mean, yeah. everybody who's anybody in, in Moto America Racing seems like they're, they're in uh, Owensboro. What's the deal? You guys buy a house together or what? Uh, it's it's the moonlight barbecue that's doing it to us. <laughs> nah, I don't know. It's just a it's a good environment to be in. Like whenever I turned fifteen, I think the Haydens really took me under their wing and started helping me out training wise and stuff like that. And also JDB Jake Lewis moved here from about an hour and a half down the road, and uh, I think it's a good environment to be in. You have four or five really fast guys like. I might be pretty quick when I go to the Moto America track, but then I show up at the practice track and I'm the slowest guy. So that pushes me to be better every day and uh, you're as fast as the guys that you train with, basically. Roger always told me, hey, come on down any weekend. Here's uh, some weekends to consider. I'd get there and guess what? He's off racing. It's um, a race weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's retired. Um, what are you hearing out of the Hayden camp? Is he adjusting? to uh, retirement knowing that he doesn't have to prep for a race season yeah i'd say uh he's 35 36 years old now i know uh he wants to have a family and stuff so i'd say he's gonna focus on that if he can the next year or two and uh maybe have a kid or two and then i know he was exploring some uh business options this past year, because he, he had his uh, mindset on retiring and stuff, so he was kind of setting some things up. But uh, I think that's on the side. He's been riding with us actually quite a bit, more than I expected him to be, and uh, just coming out and having some fun and stuff. But I think he's just laying low and enjoying life right now. You know, he's been training for uh, Moto America AMA races for the past 20 years, so he's taking a couple months off and just enjoying it right now. I don't think uh, – I don't think it's hit him that he's fully retired yet until April comes and he's not lining up at the first race, so we'll see how it all plays out. He told me he would buy me a double wide. I'd have to pay him for it, uh, obviously, but on his property, and then I'd pay a monthly fee. What are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, with Earl being his dad, I'd say he's going to be getting a good end of the deal and you're not going to be getting a very good end. He said i got to spend six hours on the screen printer doing T-shirts. A day. Hey, you'll yeah. be you'll be mowing a lot too. You'll be mowing a lot. You're just going to be filling his position because his mom has him up there doing t-shirts quite a bit. Yes, yes. All right, who's up next? Well, I was going to ask you, Nick. You, uh, you know, you've got a couple seasons now. What's your, what's your favorite racetrack to go racing at when the season's on? Well, I guess Barber has to be one of my favorites. It's always seemed to treat me well and get good results there. And then uh, a track that I really like that I just started going to two years ago is, is Laguna Seca. It's kind of like nothing else that we ride. It's, uh, I mean, it's uh, with the corkscrew and stuff and the G's coming down there, it's, it's something new. And uh, I really like that truck as well. It kind of suits my style barber is uh oh boy that's a that's a classic and it's the season ender i hope they keep it that way it looks like that's gonna probably carry forward uh, at least in 19 i hope they keep the schedule kind of the way it is because it's really cool having that be the end of the season the weather is usually pretty good it rained a bit this year what uh are you doing any flat track riding i'm sure you are are you are you doing any competitive flat tracking over the winter i know there's some there's indoor stuff all over the uh place down there by you guys 
Yeah, I have a, a flat track bike actually sitting in the garage. I know JD's renting the track at Decoin, Illinois. There, Steve Nace is putting on a two or three day race weekend up there around New Year's. So I might go up there and ride one day. But uh, I'm looking at some stuff for next season. I'd like to do four or five of the flat track AFT rounds that need to look for some support. But uh, I think it's cool. The AFT ser- series is really taking off. And then I know they were testing the other day at a like a trophy truck track or I don't know what that series is called exactly, but it's, it's got jumps and banking and stuff like that. So I think uh, what the AFT guys are is doing is really cool. And uh, it seems to be working pretty well right now for them. There's quite a few rods and it seems like there's some decent money in the series. So they're, they're talking about AFT using, uh, making a TT with a, with an existing like, uh, Trophy truck, what are they called? Super trucks or something. They're doing it at Road America, not during a motorcycle event, but some buddies of mine who I go to Road America with every year said, we need to go to this. And it is, I think they're calling it super trucks, but they're taking trophy trucks and putting huge jumps on the straightaways, and they're going to run them at Road America. So they'll be tapped out. They're running a, trucks, but are they going to run? I mis- I think I misunderstood you, Nick. You, I thought you said that they're... The AFT guys are going to. That's the series he's talking. They might be pairing. Oh, right, right, right. I got you. Wow, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, like the off-road trucks that like uh, Deegan does, you know, on the on the dirt and stuff. They have the jump. Like, there's a truck at Salt Lake City and a couple other places. It's it's like a big uh, TT for trophy trucks with jumps and stuff. It's all dirt. If you look on AFT page, they had a, a private test there the other day. It's called Wild Horse or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just like something new that they're including into the series that they've never done before. So I think that'll be good. That's in Phoenix. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. I, I don't know. Is that the same demographic? It'd be cool. It'd be it'd be another reason to go to the race. I think they're seeing. Uh, we talked to Mister Debrino earlier. I think AFTs. You know, they're seeing the whole picture. They're they're not willing to sit on their laurels just because the, they are the buzzword right now. I think they're really actively chasing their chasing the fans. You know, make sure that they can sell that. You know, pay the riders. That's what we really want to see. Get the riders paid. That's the thing. And and Nick, you can answer this better than we can. But uh, basically, what we've been talking to. With 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 a lot of the guests at road races, the the paychecks aren't there for the riders, and obviously you know the if you look at and, and Hayes said this the other day if you look at road race sales or, or excuse me road sport bike sales worldwide they're not anything near what they used to be, but you know and so what wins on Sunday sells on Monday isn't necessarily the case, but these manufacturers are still there, but the paychecks just don't seem to be there. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that there's I mean we all we all want to make more money, but do you think it's it's uh it's skewed? I mean in in motor I'll give you an example in Supercross, the stands are absolutely packed. And if you look at the I mean like sold out shows. And if you look at the the uh the purse money, it doesn't reflect that. So what are your thoughts on road racing? I know that the the fans aren't as are, are as lively as or, or as that many as, as the Supercross, but still the riders got to get paid. Yeah, I think it all stems from bike sales. Uh, with the economy going down in two thousand eight or whenever, it just hasn't been the same since then. And uh, well, I think Richard Varner and uh, Wayne Rainey and the rest of the guys at Moto America are doing the doing the best they can right now, but like. I guess 
they're basing their rules package off overseas as well. And then I don't, I mean, if I was running the series, I'd like to see where they opened it up to, uh, to more companies to get involved. Like it's a open, like where it's, we would have an open fuel or open tire rules or something like that, just to bring more companies into it and uh, give everyone a chance. And then if you have a, d- a different tire manufacturers competing against each other, we get better stuff. And then, uh, cater to the manufacturers a little more give them give them what they want and and let them kind of call the rules and stuff so because right now we have yamaha suzuki and there's a couple guys on kawasaki's but we need more manufacturers in the series and that's what i think we're aft's doing pretty good right now they got indian bike harley's in it as bigger than they have been in the past 10 years and uh i mean i mean they're they're just kind of catering to the big manufacturers a little better that definitely seems to be the case, and we all agree. The, the, the million-dollar question is, how do we get Honda and Kawasaki off the bench? And I think we just got to keep buying their bikes and hoping. <laughs> that's, that's about all I've come up with. Yeah, but I can only afford to buy so many bikes. I know, okay. and my wife it definitely puts a cap on how many are, is allowed. We were joking today. I have a 7,000-square-foot building, and I'm out of space again. I gotta quit buying. This is why your dad opened up a shop to begin with, so he could sell the stuff that he had. Yeah, well, a lot truth to that. I keep collecting. All right, buddy. Hey, do me a favor. Uh, Give our best to uh, Raj, if you would, and uh, and all the rest of the cast and crew down there. Uh, Appreciate the time. Uh, Holiday wishes. Who do you want to uh, wish a merry Christmas to? Uh, Just all all the motorcycle fans in America, and uh, everybody listening to the show. Merry Christmas. There it is. Nicky Mack is what we call him. Nick McFadden has been our guest. Nick, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Yep, thanks for having me. See ya. You bet. Nick McFadden. Coming up, uh, Max Gersten will be joining us, talk a little bit about motorcycle, motorcycle racing, etc. Then we're going to have a uh, product um, discussion with V Rubbers, um, John Leal. That'll be coming up a little later on in this hour. Holidays. Uh, being as they are and as they were in the, in the past, we always tried to put together a holiday show, but instead we're doing a couple best ofs over the next couple of weeks. You'll be able to hear some of the great moments of the show from calendar year 2018. So uh, I know Jack will be hard at work on those programs, and I know that you folks will be listening as you have over the year. Don't forget, you can pick up the um, the uh, Pit Pass app, uh, get it at the iTunes Store or wherever you buy your apps. Uh, there's no charge for our app, on the other hand, so you can grab it and listen to the program at any time. Appreciate you tuning in on this particular episode. For all of us, I'm Scott Casper. Stay tuned. The balance of our number two is coming up next. Just the same as you and me. Hey, it's Ron Sipes. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force 
four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT-approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow-rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. No speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans. Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be written with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. Package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the Daly on family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The Daly Ons will offer you one-on-one -on -one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the Daly Ons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack Daly on Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Ricky Carmichael, the principal of the Ricky Carmichael University, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Feliz Navidad. Well, Tony, Feliz you lived, uh, was it on the border down in Tijuana? Or where, where, where was it when you took off the time you were living in a van down by the Rio Grande? <laughs> I was in uh, Yuma area, which is, we went down there, I saw a movie with the with glamis in it it was called crusty demons of dirt and uh 
just my dad is like you gonna be a townie your whole life or you gonna like go somewhere and which i'm pretty much a townie now again but um boy you proved him wrong <laughs> but uh <laughs> so i had a little money and i got in the van and i pinned it out there and ended up in yuma and uh yeah we went to mexican for lunch roman and me and a few buddies and we were just kind of reminiscing some of them stories of when i was down there just not a care in the world is that my only concern was have enough money for premix it was awesome by the way i appreciate the uh, the phone call earlier i'm sorry uh, i do some meetings over the lunch hours anymore so i wasn't able to join you for the uh, mexican lunch well it was in winter set so i doubt you were gonna make i would drive. have come down there buddy uh, our el guia real is closed to flooding that's who took July. over the the restaurant actually yeah so it's actually been really good well it shouldn't say it they've taken well they they owned it beforehand it's the same ownership they've just brought some of that crew from here mm -hmm. well they exported the old folk and they imported the, the people folk. from beaver from here, or whatever yeah. and it's i'm telling you oh yeah food's better it's uh it, food's way better it, so good it's great because rachel and i went to el Gilreal all the time i'm sure max gershon is stoked to hear about well he is because he's, sorry, he's an aficionado, aficionado sorry, max. of mexican food yeah, well, <laughs> let's talk about some Enduracross. Max, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Good. You like the Mexican food, though, right? Oh, I love Mexican food. It's one of my favorites. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we like uh, it as well. What's, what's, your, what's your favorite taco stand, the, the very best taco stand you've ever been to? Well, I mean, it's probably one of those ones that was on the side of the road on the way to the races, like on the side of the interstate or something, you know, so I'm not sure if it even has a name. Uh, but just like the taco trucks, you know. Have you been down to Baja? No. Can you believe that? I have not, actually. Wow. An enduro cross rider who hasn't ridden in Baja. Gosh, I thought that was part of the resume builder. I know. I know. I keep hearing about it. My dad's been a whole bunch, and, uh, you know, I know a whole bunch of people that have. But, you know, there's so much. I, I mean, I'm always exploring new stuff. That's you like know, somebody ripping chapters one through six out of the Bible saying, ah, those don't matter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> She's OP. Max, you, um, have you seen the videos of what they call Goat Trail in, uh, in, in Baja? Yeah. Is that the one that Bill Nichols built? I don't know. Um, it's just, it's a section where like Red Bull has always, Red Bull, oh, is this a joke? No, but he just answered a question with a question and you didn't have an answer. I didn't. It. That I was know. awesome. It's where Red Bull has, you always used the, the video of, of their trophy truck scraping both sides. And it's like this, the gnarliest uphill rock whoop section you've ever seen or, or, or downhill, depending on which direction they're going. But at the bottom of that hill is Valley de Trinidad and in Valley T is the best taco stand. I guarantee you. In North America. I have really? to agree. We ate there every day, and they're like a dollar. It was and they don't so charge you till you're done, and they ask you how many you bought. It's just, I can't even. And they apparently were making money hand over fist, I had but they're the like one. a dollar. Uh, I had the one ta taco, the soft shell, and that's pretty much all I had. Wink. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> we rode from, from Tecate down to Cabo San Lucas, and we stopped at that top, and I was so excited that we got to stop at that place. And I'm telling you what, buddy. If you ever go to Baja, and I'm sure you will at some point, make sure you go through Valley Tea and get the tacos. Is the, the, the beer, uh, a Takata, is that named after the town or is the town named after the beer? Um, yep. 
Yep. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Tecate Light actually is named after uh, the town. It's a <laughs> suburb. It's a suburb of... of uh, oh, God. Wow. We're going south quick. Literally. Uh, we got about 27 minutes left in the hour. Max, you're an enduro cross racer. You are... Uh, you raced the uh, the West Hair Scramble series, is that right? Yeah, um, I raced in Cross and I raced the Hair Scrambles the last two years. Okay. Um, and for this year, for 2019, I'm actually testing that schedule a little bit. I'll be racing uh, all the new kind of extreme enduro series. There's a whole bunch back east and some back here on the west coast. And uh, it's not like a legit series. I mean, it is, but it's they're all state championship races instead of a points accumulation round. You know, instead of a national series, so I'm going to do all those and kind of probably just end up kind of cherry picking on the uh, hair scrambles on which ones I want to do with those. So, like when you say that you don't know, you're not doing big six. Nah. Why not? No. Um. What's the deal with that? The big six and somebody else are are in a in a pissing match right now with with the schedules. Is that right? Probably. You know, all those all those series. You know, they, they, none of them want to play nice with each other. So, you know, and, and at some point, I guess I can see see why. I mean, they, at, at some point, somebody's got to put their foot down. But, um, you know, to be honest with you, some of those races don't really interest me much. Um, I'd rather do something that challenges you kind of in a different way. Uh, I like torture test kind of races where, you know, not really just the fastest for one-hour wins, but the toughest, you know, for two days. That's That's more my style. Yeah, I'm I'm headed out to the Big Six in in a in a couple of weeks is why I asked for the opening round in uh, something that starts with an A in California. Um, Anaheim? Nah, it's it's way north up in the Adelanto. Adelanto, yeah. You been, have you done that one? Have you seen it? Uh, I've been there, but I haven't raised that race. I've so been they there said for the Dirt Rider Torture Test a long time ago. They said it's in a fairgrounds. I don't know how that could be a how they could have a race like that in the fairgrounds. That's weird. Huh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't, it sounds like they're trying to make off-road racing fun to watch. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> so what do you, what bike are you racing, Max? I'll be racing a 300 for um, all the extreme races and a 300 two-stroke. I'll be racing a 390 in the hair scrambles. And uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to race for enduro cross yet. The 300, I just got one uh, a couple weeks ago. I rode it this weekend for the first time. It uh, oh, yeah. um, but but that's the first time I've I've owned a three hundred two stroke, and uh, I rode the two thousand eighteen. I suppose you're probably on a nineteen already, but I rode the two thousand eighteen Beta three hundred. Pretty cool bike. It um, it it's uh, it. You know, I when I got on the Beta, I kind of figured it's going to be weird for some reason. It didn't feel weird at all. It felt like just it felt like a normal motorcycle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the Beta three hundred. You're saying? Yeah, the three hundred two stroke Beta. Yeah, they're a really comfortable bike. You know, they they there's it's one of those bikes that just it works like it it it, it should. You know, it works like it's kind of uh, marketed like it's supposed to work. You know, it's just comfortable, works well, everything, all the comp- it has good components. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a great overall bike, and the engine on that thing is the greatest part of the whole thing do you uh did you find that the cockpit felt it felt pretty compact yeah yeah but it's it works for me 
although I'm a tall guy, I'm like six foot one, but I kind of like a compact feeling bike. I am too, and I do too. I I think that's what I love about the newer. You know, as the bikes have gotten, as 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 the bikes have progressed, and I've got new Hondas and Yamahas and whatever. The 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 smaller and this new Husky that I'm on this 300, really tight, compact. The foot pegs feel really close to you, and and for whatever reason, it really works yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, sometimes like, you know, it might be a little cramping, maybe you know, when you're railing turns for three hours, but you know, at the same time, you get that benefit when you're climbing up waterfalls and stuff like that. So it's like, you know, I'll take, you know, for extreme endurance, they're perfect, right? Because it's just, they're small, they're light, they're nimble, they feel kind of like a trials bike. And, uh, you know, that's what you want. Well, to, to uh, correct you, Max, if, when you say we, um, I only rail corners for two hours at a time because I don't ride three-hour races. You can have those. Yeah, but I can't remember the last waterfall you climbed. And I can't, I, mm-mm. <laughs> Nope, that's not happening. I don't go chasing waterfalls, because well, I I cause I don't want no scrubs, and that's how I'm gonna look if I if I chase. Yeah. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, you you I really got you. it all mm. in there. You got it. Uh, it's it's, it's all relative. You know what I mean? It's all relative. <laughs> what band is that? That I'm thinking TLC? of. TLC. TLC is it TLC? TLC? Yeah. That'd be TLC. Oh, um, God. And it was done famously in a movie by uh, an actor who never heard of him. Kept using TLC songs. Yeah, references. Yes, you references. have. Yes, the, you have, Max. The I'll other guys. You. Oh, yeah, the other guy with Will Ferrell and... and uh, yeah, Marky uh, Mark. Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg, yeah. Um, so, you are you... Uh, have you been racing recently, Max? Um, you know what? I the, the last event I did was uh, just last weekend, and it was actually a trials event. And, uh, man, that's the, that's the second trials event I've ever done, and I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, that's one of the most, that, that's probably the most fun I've had on a motorcycle in a long time. And me and my buddies all went out there, me and all my local AZ boys, and we all were smiling from cheek to cheek and just, oh, we're just talking crap to each other the whole time and trying not to put our feet down and doing wheelies. I mean, it was just a blast. Beta hooked you up with some bikes because, yeah, they make, uh, I mean, that was really their bread and butter for a long time until... You know, the last seven, eight years when they've really put their back into the, the off-road market, they were, they are a world-class yeah. trials. One Cody Webb comes to mind, used to ride for Beta and trials for Beta when he was very young. Yep. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Their, their, their foundation is definitely all trials. So, um, yeah, so I got one of their trials bikes. And uh, I don't know, if you guys haven't ever, ever ridden trials, I, I mean, it's, it's so much fun. And, you know, it's cool because you can have – eight different guys eight different level of riders you can all be riding together in the same area and just having a good old time all laughing at the same guy at the same time exactly you don't have exactly. to have oh, that's the best part whoever's on the <laughs> whoever's turtled it is going to be the butt of all the jokes yep oh well, yeah you know what up, up against the clock and uh, did want to say a big shout out to you max and on, on uh, this the holiday season we hope you uh, yeah we hope you have a good one, man. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And you know what? I think Jack has a very special song for you. Yeah. Let's take it. Right. Take it down. Mm-hmm. You remember the song, Tommy? Yeah. A typical song you play for your lady. A special night during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Here's TLC. Oh, Jackie, you got to find the hook, my friend. Find the hook. You could start in the middle. You start in the middle, Jack, not at the lead up to it, okay? 
<laughs> you know, as much as we try to have fun. <laughs> oh, man. You know, this was starting to be a really good show. It really At was. any point, Max, if you're uncomfortable, yeah. the safe word is pineapples. Yeah. Just so you I'm know. Adult, that's only at Motel 6. Yeah, He's only- already- I'm comfortable. You're comfortable. Okay, I didn't know. Oh, I'm right at, I'm right at home. This is my forte. Well, bud, I appreciate you taking the time. we got to go to a quick commercial timeout. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper with you. And i got to thank our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports, by the way. Hicklin will take care of you. Whether you need a haircut, new bike, or service, they got it all under one roof for KTM Polaris, Beta, Can-Am, Sea-Doo, Yamaha. Now they got that new Honda store up in Ames. Uh, they'll take care of you. Look for Hicklin Power Sports online, hicklinpowersports.com. What's up, guys? Trey Kennard here. Ben, I ride the 455. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro Fit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next Racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles, both no, off-road not, and not, on, check out the full was, line uh, of Yamaha Dual Sports oh, yeah, yeah, at Hicklin yeah, Power Sports. Uh, the Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hi, I'm uh, David Viderman, the world-famous gun rider, and you're listening to Peace Pass Motor Racing Weekend. Mr. Grinch, you really are a you're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. Yes. 
What? You're a bad banana with a greasy black pea. There we go. The song from the hit motion picture Grinch, and it's uh, done quite well at the box office now on Broadway as well. Uh, we just finished up a great interview with Mac, Max Gersten, one of the uh, fun interviews of the program. They've been all pretty much, you know, with a holiday tint to them, so they've uh, they've all been pretty good. We'll see if John Leal can can join us from V Rubber. Is he online? What five yes, or six? Uh, let's go for John. John, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Welcome back. You're on your way home from a what? A triangular match? Is that what you're doing? I mean, yeah. I, uh, I'm still doing wrestling, and uh, I do high school football wrestling. Um, it's my 47th year for football and wrestling. Wow. Um, so <laughs> it's fun. It's good exercise. Uh, you know, it keeps my my mind active and uh, physical. You know, it's pretty physical. Wrestling is very physical to, to referee, um, and. You know, sometimes my wife comes with me. It's uh, you know we stop for dinner on the way home. It's, it's a little night out, so it's enjoyable. Make a couple of bucks. That's always good, and uh, have some fun. John Leal, our guest, V Rubber, one of the brands he's most uh, closely associated with. You know, we talk about different times of the year, different types of racing, different disciplines, that type of thing. How broad is the line when comparing uh, V Rubber with, say, uh, Dunlop or any other particular line of of uh, motorcycle tires? Well, the only the only the only thing we don't participate in pretty much is road racing. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a dual sport off road. Um, we have a flat track tire. Um, we have a speedway tire. Um, you know, Tri- have, uh, are you guys doing trials tires? I thought I had heard that. Yeah, we do a very good trials uh, tire. We uh, uh, actually we uh, kind of a little bit in negotiations with gas gas to be OE. But um, yeah, we've had uh, uh, we've had a good success with our with our trials tire. You know, because we have that tacky compound that works really well. And it just lends itself to the to the trials market. And the whole thing with the trials tire was a sidewall, you know, because you have to run it, you know, three four pounds, and and um, you know, so that's uh, you know that that's a little bit tricky uh, part about the trials tire. But yeah, we've had good luck with that too. Also, yes, you're right. John Leo, our guest, and John, you mentioned the tacky uh, compound, and that in our commercial, we say it right out there. It says it's almost like cheating because it is that good. Um, you know, Vance Earl came up with that um, years ago when we first introduced the tacky. Um, you know, he came up. You know, he, you know, you've had Earl on a few times. He's just a good guy, and and uh, you know, he, I know where we were sometimes. He goes, I, you know, this thing is so good, it's like cheating. You know, in his best southern accent, and I and I said, "There you go." And uh, we use it, um, you know, in our in our commercials and stuff for a while. So, um, yeah, you know, being an old flat track guy, you know, when I went to work, you know, for V Rubber, you know, you're always looking for something to hook up on the on the groove, and and you know, no matter what, uh, enduros, hair scrambles, you know, even motocross, there's always a section of the track or a couple of turns that gets a little bit of a of a blue groove to it, and and um, it just enhances our tire to work, you know, in, in, in that short area also, you know, besides everything else that it, it's good for. So, yeah, yep, we've had good luck with the tacky compound. And how does it work um, as uh, the world of our listeners in, is is filled with amateur racers of all types? Does V-Rubber uh, post contingency dollars? Are you... Do, or does the company do direct sales at any races? Oh, Stuff yeah, that are racing. Uh, uh, we also do, um, 
was kind of a brainstorm of mine back in the day, and we still participated some some of the, the race series where, um, and it's ideal exactly what you're alluding to is, you know, the guy that finished, you know, if you have stickers on your bike and you're using V-Rubber tires, um, if you finish 10th, 11th, if you're the first guy that, in, in, you know, to finish with V-Rubber tires, you get a free tire. So, you know, you don't have to be the first guy, you don't have to be the top three guys. If you're 12th, 15th, and you got stickers on your bike and, and tires, you know, uh, again, there's a few select series that we work this, this program with, that you get a free tire. So, you know, you come in second or third or fourth, and you ride home, you got nothing, and and I finished fifteenth, and I got a tire in the back of the truck. So, it it it's worked pretty good to, to get people to try on tires, and once they do, you know, they have pretty good luck with them. So, yeah. Always the distribution is is uh, for any product has got to be a challenge, and uh, I assume tires is is no different because it's so expensive to ship, but uh, for for guys that are are listening that want to try a V rubber. And they are still supporting their local dealers. Where do the dealers go to find them? Because a lot of times I walk into a dealer and I have to educate my parts guy on where to buy the stuff that I want to buy. Mm. Yeah, and and that's that's you know I've been in this business for almost fifty years, and and um, yeah, that's always been a problem. You know, you got to win the guy behind the counter, and uh, the guy at Dunlop comes in, and you know they get a big stack of tires in the back that that happens to be the best tire that day for him to, to push because they get you know twenty of them in the back room. Um, you know, we have, we, we have good support from, from some dealers. Uh, we have some quality, uh, distributors, Van Leeuwen in California, uh, performance tire here on the East coast, uh, motor race up in new England. Um, I can't think of any of them. And I, I should have premised this whole, this whole interview with the fact that Gary Adamer now, I hired him a couple of years ago and he's actually taken over the day to day domestic distributors and, and sponsorships and stuff. Um, you know, I don't want to say I'm semi-retired, but I, I, I guess I can say that. Um, I've gotten mostly uh, handling the OE accounts. You know, we do okay. Polaris and High Lifter, um, and uh, we're a whisper away from, from doing business with Honda, which is um, pretty involved, and it, it still takes up a lot of my time. And, um, you know, so Gary's been lost probably about three years now, I guess, since he's he's come on, on board. And we worked together for a year or so, and, you know, he got learned the ropes, and, and um, you know, he, he's primarily the, the, the contact guy for that stuff in okay. Atlanta. He, he moved down. Uh, one of his uh, ambitions was to get out of New York. He was up in the snow belt, and, um, you know, he wanted to get out of that. He's been there. Well, he's a northern uh, California guy, and his wife's from up in New York, but they wanted to get, get out of the snow. and So they've been in Atlanta now, you know, for a couple of years, two, three years, and, you know, just happy to be away from the snow. And he's in the office every day. You know when he's not going to a race or something, and, and uh, you know very knowledgeable with product, and and uh, I can give the phone number if you want. It's four zero four three zero five nine three nine four, and that'll get you right to Orlando office. And and um, if Gary doesn't answer, you can you can ask for him. But well, that's all fine and good. But uh, the question I think on on everybody's uh, mind right now is is uh, what rear tire are you sending me for my Yamaha this year for Christmas? <laughs> I think the last time I was on, and it's been quite a while, and you pinched me for a couple of tires, so I guess you do for another. Why one? You might as well go for the set. I mean, well, that, oh, that's, yeah. that's part two. Way, way, to, way to lead break. into it for yeah. him. Way to lead into it for <laughs> him. He then, didn't even have to grow up for And that then one. for Christmas, PJ, he's going to ask you to put them on for him. Yep. No, well, that's going to be my gift. It, it know, does go know, downhill, doesn't it? <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I mounted a tire, so um, it's not my 
my forte. I, I take my stuff someplace to get them mounted. So uh, actually, Gary, uh, again, <laughs> he, he when he stops at the house now and again, he uh, <laughs> for every, if anything I need changed, he you know I get out the tire irons and and hopefully have an extra tube or two, tube or two, and uh, he gets them mounted up for me. So, but um, now we we're still alive and well in the in the off road stuff. Very active. That's awesome. In uh, you know the hair scrambles and and uh, yeah, we've had lots of fun with that, and it's a great form of racing, GNCC and. You know, just the people down to earth there, there's not a lot of fancy people, and it's just good racing. And you get to ride for a couple of hours. I think that's the George of the hair scramble syndrome, is, you know, and you just get to ride, which is, I think is the ambition for most guys that are out on Sunday wanting to do something. Mm. I, I that's me too I, I what I absolutely love about hair scrambles is you get so much by the time you get off that motorcycle more often than not you don't want to ride that motorcycle you've had your fill you're ready to go home and, and not ride that motorcycle for a day or two have a cold one and uh, talk about how fast you were I, I, I don't remember that coming out coming for you before you must be getting a little older <laughs> oh, yes, yes. yeah I know I, I turned 41 and I you know what it's it's funny because I uh I still want to ride, but I'm getting pickier on what I ride, and that's not like me. You're right. I used to, I used to, if if they were holding a, a race at the Kmart parking lot, I'd be the first to sign up. Now it's like, eh. Kmart's closed too, so it is closed. You know, I, I paralleled that too. You know, if there's another guy on a motorcycle. No matter what he was doing, I wanted to race with him. So, but you know, anymore, I, I got a, I got a Polaris Ranger, and I, and I got a couple ATVs, and. I find myself jumping on one of those instead of you know one of my motorcycles to go ride. I, I got a bunch of acreage behind me that I can ride and and um, but I still like to ride the motorcycle. I think that's you know keeps you in shape besides refereeing wrestling. Well, it's not worked for me, John. <laughs> no. But uh, and he's been trying it for a number of years. I've been doing a lot, and my shape has not gotten any better. John, unless... what what uh, what part uh, do ATV tires play in the overall success of uh, uh, V rubber? Well, what our OE counts. You know, players buys a tremendous amount of tires, and the business that we're trying to get with Honda or ATV also. Um, talk to players about you know their motorcycle, and, and uh, you know they're kind of, and and they should be, I guess. You know, you know, doing a lot of their business with Dunlop, and and it just makes sense for them to do business with Dunlop. But uh, for the ATV market uh, with players, we're only on two or three of their models. And with Honda, we're starting with one model and hopefully elaborate into two models. So um, from the OE standpoint, it's 100%. Mm. Um, from the after, aftermarket standpoint, it, it's it's probably only about 30% of our business. But um, from the from the OE, you know, and, and um, they buy a tremendous amount of tires, uh, Polaris does. So we just tickle pink to be involved with them. We've been with them now for... Oh, probably almost five years now, I guess. Wow. And um, they're demanding. You know, they want stuff when they want stuff, and and um, which you know keeps me busy. And when but, uh, when when you talk about an OEM for Polaris, are you looking at like a VRM three eighty six or what? No, no, no. We we make the they have the a mud bog tire. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It'd be for all the Rangers, the side by sides, and everything like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. No, and eight no, and ATVs for Polaris, just the side by sides. But Honda will be on the um, the five hundred. So, uh, but yeah, but Polaris, it's the uh, the mud bog tires, which is a crazy tire. Just real quick, at, at the top of the lug, at the top of the tire, it's probably three inches. And and the thing that makes our tire unique for them, for their machine, is that that, that paddle, that's when you want to call it, uh, stretches all the way down to the bead of the tire. And, that, and at that location, it's maybe 
on and on. I'm not the engineer, but I, was, I would say probably about a half inch. So when you get that stuff churning up in the mud and stuff, I mean, it, it's traction from the top of the tire to the side of the tire. And uh, it's just, you know. That is on the, you're, you're specific, I, as a Polaris dealer, I think you're talking about their high lifter models. They make, yeah, a, yeah. They make a Ranger, it's, they it's make a, a Razor. Can we just can, can we do one thing, John? Can you being the guy that, that runs the tire company? Can you bring back the Wooly Booger? Because I don't know if they work. I but I just think I I just like the name Wooly Booger. And it, uh, maybe, maybe we'll come up with something else and use that name again. Call it the Wink. <laughs> you, yeah. Just the Wooly Booger. I I uh, we'll give you some credit in the in the ads and stuff. It's where I, my, the Wink meets the one road. of my favorite favorite uh, pastimes used to be calling the parts guys around town and and uh, in my. My most redneck uh, hey. voice. And, hey, y'all uh, got one of them Wilburgers? Yeah, I'm going by my boy. He's a big old fat boy, but he rides that Bayou 220, and we're going to race this weekend. We need some new Wooly Boogers. <laughs> y'all got any Wooly Boogers Bio in stock? Bayou 220. <laughs> Not even the 300. No. I got just, a Bayou 220. It's got reverse, yep. though. <laughs> Look for V-Rubber at a, a dealer near you. You can also find dealers and all the information you need at vrubberus.com. Uh, and that's V-E-E-R-U-B-B-E-R-U-S.com. John, it's always good to talk to you. Best to your son as well. Thanks for all you do for both racing and wrestling. That's always yeah. been a fun yeah. crossover for us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jake just got back. I don't know where he was. Where was he? He was in um, Spain, I think. Him and Ricky, they're rock stars. You know, they fly all over the place. And uh, he sent me some, uh, he was on Facebook, but he got stuck in this airport and stuck in that airport. But, so, yeah, he's, him and Ricky are still flying around the world. Uh, yeah, well, I will. Thank you. And, um, you know, let me know. Um, you have my email. I'm sure Ed has it. What you guys need for any, any rubber for your bikes, and cool. I'll get you guys hooked up. Thanks, brother. appreciate that. I only got twenty three bikes, so it's perfect. I got a few. That's a I got a few that I could. Hey, you know what, uh, John? Real quick about uh, Ricky Carmichael, who your son JH manages Ricky Carmichael Racing. If anybody didn't know that, um, he, Ricky Carmichael was like less than three seconds off the pace yeah, of, at of Torino in, in Italy last weekend with Brayton's Brayton setting the fast lap and qualifying. Carmichael was three seconds off the pace and i know three seconds is a lot in, in racing but the not kid on has that not, track though i i can't believe it like that that's to me that just seems i mean it just goes to show what what a ho- hero ricky carmichael is to well, is, me. He, is he the professor or the uh the he's principal? the principal he's principal of, of the ricky carmichael university which i don't think they're doing anymore but in my heart he still is he's still the, he is the greatest of all time he is thank you the for goat. That. thank you well, good talking to you guys, and uh, thanks, Sean. Give me a little bit more time next time we want, and we can talk a little bit. Yeah, you almost said it right there. You were going to shoot something. Yes, I was. So <laughs> I was. <laughs> All right, buddy. It's good talk with you, John. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, fellas. Have a Merry Christmas. Merry Happy Christmas to you too. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. This portion of our program brought to you by Wisecope Performance Products. But everything you need is made by these good folks. One name, one solution. Ask for them at a dealer near you or look for them online at wisecode.com. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. 
The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.